Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. Listeners, welcome to the 50th episode of No Sleep Till Sudbury. I'm super stoked about that. And I am very privileged to be joined by Mr. Kev Como and Mr. Cody J.R. Bulls from the hottest band in Toronto, if not Canada right now, Crownlands. And I don't mind saying that. <laughs> and over in the back, we are also joined by Toronto radio legend, Mr. Lee Eckley. Greetings. What's <laughs> <laughs> so funny about that? All right, so we've been sitting around and uh, the guys brought their instruments in. We're gonna fool around a little bit today. We're gonna do something different. We uh, are gonna follow format to a degree. We have five songs that make our skin vibrate. We're gonna give Cody two because he's not been on the show before. And uh, the remaining three will take one each. So uh, this is going to be pretty free form. I have a song in mind that makes my skin vibrate in a live setting because we've got all our tunes here. So who wants to go first? Cody, you go, man. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> oh well. What's your first tune, brother? My uh, first tune is "Heartbreaker" by Led Zeppelin. Heartbreaker, love it. Makes your skin vibrate. How come? Yeah. Oh, just because that riff in the when it comes in, it just keeps going, and then it climbs up, and all the while, like. The drums are just, you know, they keep pushing underneath and keep that momentum going. And it's just so unrelenting that it just gets you into that deep groove. Yeah, great vibe. Yeah. So it just so happens that our friend Kev Como on the guitar. Yeah. Like, try not to mess this up. That's one of Tune too, it's fantastic, man. Yeah, Zeppelin Two is such a cool album because it's it's basically the blueprint for heavy metal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's one of those albums you, I, we don't really I don't listen to very much anymore because it almost feels like it's too obvious and too easy. Hmm. Like you know to do. Um, it's one um, of my faves. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like Zeppelin Three is my favorite. That's nice. just like when they started getting super weird and. Uh, they're kind of showing their roots a bit more and their true colors of their experimental folk stuff. Yeah. And that's just, that blew me away when I was a kid. I love that record too, because yeah. it's, it's completely different from the first two records. Oh, I think yeah. Page and Plant went out to Bron Iora, right? And with the, with acoustic mm -hmm. guitars and just like wrote a bunch of weird, not weird tunes, but wrote a bunch of different tunes. Yeah, like that's where Page starts experimenting with like modal tunings and uh, like really weird slide stuff. Then that kind of blew my mind as a kid and those really cool raspy tones that you don't really find in any other Zeppelin records. Yeah. And that's why it's like the standout for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I love that album. I had that album. I think that was my first Zeppelin album, actually. Cool. Okay, so yeah. that's a great Celebration first. Day and Friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Friends is great that's with right. that. Amazing. It's like that five section. Yeah. And then it goes into a six. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Like time signature wise. It's an awesome yeah, record. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 All right, who's next, man? Who wants to go next? Ackley, what do you got over there? Uh, Bob Dylan, Time Out of Mind, 1997. That was his comeback album. Yeah. Comeback. Well, you know, it was, just, it was his first uh, um, important piece of work since, I don't know, maybe Desire or something, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a Dylan file or anything. But this album turned me on to Bob Dylan. Okay. And uh, he's middle-aged, and uh, he sings a, a beautiful, plaintively wailed 
ballad called Feel My Love. And it's it's the most it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life. And his last tour, uh, he came through Southern Ontario and he's probably still out on it now. Incredible band. And I saw them in Barrie um, one night and I saw them in Oshawa a couple nights later. And two of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean he was on the mark and the band was spectacular. Yeah. And he and he did the tune both nights. So it's a great song. Great very, it's very a great cool. story in the album because it was produced by Daniel Lanois. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, cool. And he um, he found Bob uh, in the studio one day. Lanois had a studio, I forget what it's called, in, uh, in the French Quarter. You know what I'm talking about, I can't. Um, Cody? Is that like Morgan Heights? Like, I, I know no, but it's no, in, in, in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. And uh, so, uh, old. So there's two pianos. There's a really nice piano and there's an old beat-up piano okay. instead of tune. Bob's sitting there tinkering on the, on beat the up. piano instead of tune. And Daniel Lanois walks in and says, Hey, Bob, uh, uh, how come you're playing this piano? This one over here is much better. Yes. And Bob said, Well, this one had a stool. <laughs> that's Bob Dylan. Yeah, so anyway, that's a great song. Yeah. That's a great anecdote. That's so cool. It might not be true, but I stand by it. <laughs> awesome. Kev? Yeah. Um, I want to do uh, Watcher of the Skies by Genesis. Nice. Yeah. And that's on, I think, is their 72 album, Foxtrot. And okay. it opens up the album. Yeah. And it's, it opens up with um, Tony Banks on the Mellotron. And it's just like, the most amazing, iconic keyboard intros like, ever, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's just. Um, that tone and that that like ferocity of that sound is so cool. That overdriven mellotron, and then it breaks into um, I know it's like that kind of like six like. Yes. And like th that kind of fades in after like you know a three minute epic keyboard intro, <laughs> and uh, and then Cody and I were talking earlier. It's got um, uh, I guess the guitars are in six, and then Phil Collins comes in with a four over six subdivision. Cody, do you know any more about that? Pardon me? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, that's right. He, um, Phil, Phil Collins. Um, Phil Collins plays underneath in, a, in four, and he subdivides the the six um, on the guitar. That's so with it, sick. Yeah, with his with his and four just, four beat gives, underneath. Yeah, it gives it such a cool vibe. I don't know that that song uh, blew my mind uh, when I first heard it and. I, don't really, it, I always come back to it when like, I think about keyboard players because yeah. there's so many great prog rock keyboard players, but Tony Banks is oh, the man. Um, he's great. Like Rick Wakeman sometimes goes a bit too far and ends up almost being cartoony, and like there's nothing wrong with that because you know that's some of my favorite stuff. But Tony Banks was this reserved dude, and he was kind of the guy who wrote most of the Genesis stuff, and you know he yeah. was responsible for keeping that band going uh, yeah. when everyone else just kept leaving, pursuing their own careers. Yeah, Cody, song number three. All right, that one's no, got that's song be... number four now. One, yeah. two, three, four, five. Yeah. <laughs> With his second, I'll learn to count. Song number two. No worries. <laughs> so this this next one is um, "The Show Must Go On" by mm -hmm. Queen, awesome. in '91 uh, off their album Innuendo. Yep. And that was um, that was when Freddie was approaching the end of his life, and legend says he was ill with pneumonia and. He wasn't sure if he was gonna be able to do it, and uh, he told Brian May that, and then he was like, "No, it's okay. Like you can do this." And he went in the studio and crushed it. And 
Apparently, he did it in one take. One take. Yeah. Wow. Well, he was very, very wow. ill. See, that's an emotional song before you even know that story. Oh, absolutely. The lyrics are so moving. And uh, first time I heard that story, and I heard that song right afterwards. And um, yeah, it almost moved me to tears. It was so heavy, you know, like you can just feel like he's giving everything. You know, yeah. his one last kind of, here's my soul, I'm laying it out on the line, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that is uh, four tunes. So that's up to, I'm, I'm doing the fifth one. Yeah, it's sick. Tell me yours. So I kind of, so that, that changed my mind a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to bring in uh, Sin City by ACDC. Because that song, if we're talking about songs that make your skin vibrate. Um, let me pass the guitar over. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if we're talking about songs that make your skin vibrate, um, that one makes me feel like I can crush buildings with my bare hands. Yeah, nice. I don't yeah. know if you guys know the tune. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's, you know, ACDC, in my opinion, at their best. And if you've heard the live version of that with Brian Johnson, you know, with no mm -hmm. respect to Bond, or no disrespect to Bond, rather, um, it's incredible because they speed up the pace a little bit. It's grittier, That's, it's yeah. dirty, and it's just, you know, it, every time I hear that song, it makes... You know, my, my, it just forms goosebumps on my skin. I love it. That's the best. And, uh, you guys know this? Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta mellow out. So I wanted to, I wanted to bring that one in, but like I, I was thinking now, and I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Um, Dragon Attack by Queen. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah, I love yeah. Dragon Attack. So I'm wondering now if maybe we could try and jam that one out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. What do you guys say? I'm down. All right. Okay, let's give it a shot. <laughs> um, okay. Are you guys fucking around or are you here to do some work? Hey? You here to work? Jesus Christ, Jensen. <laughs> I told you these kids. <laughs> wow. Them spiting words. <laughs> um, so we're going to uh, count it in two bars? Yeah. And uh, just uh, the little thing roll into the rim shot and then we're off. Oh, right? yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> two bars in.
That wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's all our tunes. That was fun. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So uh, Crownlands, uh, busy? They're working. working yeah, hard. yeah, working hard, you know. Writing what's some up? new what's, stuff. What's next in there? What, what gigs have you guys got lined up? Uh, the next, so we got uh, so our hometown show is uh, March 17th. Yep. And uh, that's really exciting. We're opening up for the standstills. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's St. Patty's Day. Yeah, we're, we're uh, playing with the headstones at Rama. Rama. That's Even fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Really excited about have you guys played a big stage before? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. I say like the Phoenix was probably the Phoenix was great. Yeah, yeah no, but no, I'm, I meant a bigger stage like Phoenix. Yeah, for sure. But but you know, Phoenix no. and Rama are like uh, how yeah, big no. is Rama? Rama's pretty big. It's yeah. twelve thousand. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Wow. it's huge. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. Sick. It's usually filled. Yeah, wow. lots of comps. Cool. Yeah. What are you trying to <laughs> so, say? Lee? So no. So no. No, we haven't played a place that big yet. So we're stoked about that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. If you guys want to come, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Do you think we could get in? Brent might know. Eckley could probably pull a couple of strings. I think. <laughs> the shifty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Steely Dan there a few weeks. Wow. wow. That was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. That's sick. Good. I'm kicking myself for not going to that. Yeah, I just had to do that, though. <laughs> yeah. I had to. Sound was fantastic. Wasn't too loud. Wasn't too quiet. You know, everything was great. How were they without Becker? Uh, you know, apparently he didn't tour with him very much. And, really? Uh, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Like, only half the time he would. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was a pretty accurate rendering of everything you've heard. Yeah. Uh, with... Uh, Best musicians. Was Jeff Skunk Baxter in the band? No. Really? No. What's he doing now? Do you know? He's he's a rocket scientist. Dad. Come on, you're a liar. No, seriously. He's a For rocket real? scientist. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Seriously? Seriously. Google it. <laughs> Jeff Skunk Baxter. <laughs> it's challenging. Skunk works? No. <laughs> no, seriously. He's a... He's a... He's a he's I, really wow. Guy, yeah. I had no he's idea. moved on <laughs> from the old East Circuit. Yeah, no kidding. He's moved on from that. That's amazing. But I love the Doobie Brothers. So. Do you really? Yeah, I like them. I like Long Train Running a lot. It was a song called I Cheat the Hangman off their Stampede album. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. The only Doobie Brothers song I ever really cared for was Blackwater. Great tune. Great tune. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I have very vivid memories of time and place with that song. That's a great, great yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. All New Orleans, American music. Yes. Yeah, and we we're, uh, were talking about Led Zeppelin three earlier. Uh, that album was based on English folk traditions, and that's what made the British invasion kind of interesting because mm-hmm. they they created uh, their own version of American R and B and gospel and rock and roll, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and they combined it with uh, traditional folk roots that kind yeah. of gave it. You know, Beatles were like that, Zeppelin like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like in, you know, England had its history. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you very much for celebrating the 50th episode of No Sleep Till Subway with me. We're we're stoked to be here. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. I am stoked to have you. It's an honor for me because you guys are... Sorry, we have have to tell the crazy story. Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, let's talk about that. (laughs) It's not really crazy. You had to be there. You You didn't have a go at it, Kev. Oh, no, that's okay. I might embellish. (laughs) That's better than... (laughs) No. Um, 
basically this is how Lee and Cody got acquainted. Yeah. And, um, oh, really? Yeah. This uh, is how you guys met. Uh, uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah, Lee and I were hanging yeah. out. We, 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 I think we shook hands once before, but the, you know, the, yeah. was, we, we had a moment. <laughs> no. A good right. moment. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear the story. <laughs> uh, so I was hanging out with Lee and he was like, oh yeah, I, I renovated my place. I got new floors. And he sends me, a, he shows me a picture uh, on his phone and uh, I just was like, wow, that's, that's so weird. It's Cody, his, his, uh, his parents just redid their floor. And yeah. It's the exact same floor. Okay. And I thought, this you know, a fairly unique looking floor, you don't see it a lot. Yeah. And uh, I was like, this would be hilarious if you, know, you just text Cody like, that picture, be like, you know, nice floors, man, just as a joke. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, Cody wouldn't think anything of it, you know, like, oh, that's kind of weird, whatever. Right. Um, and then immediately Lee gets a phone call from Cody, because I guess he doesn't, he didn't have his contact saved. Okay. So it's just this random number texting like, hey man, I'm in your house kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody is like freaking out. And, uh, because I had, yeah, the pictures. Yeah, yeah. I sent him a picture oh, yeah. of my new floor. And he thought it was his floor. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm in your house, man. Yeah. I'm here, and I know you're not here. <laughs> yeah, he, he said that, that man. Horrible. I was on the oh, phone with him, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was just on my way back from yeah. dropping my girlfriend off at her house, so I was driving, and I yeah. and I left the back door open, and then I was like, "How'd you get in?" He's like, "Through the back door," and I was freaking out. It was too real, man. Oh, it was way really too real. Oh, Who is this? That was trolling. That was next level. That was, <laughs> that was a moment. Yeah, and I, that's I, when I, I met. You know what? I, I take it all back. <laughs> I take it all back. Oh, no, that's so cool. It's a great first impression. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> first impressions. Very important. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank it, you, man. Yeah. We'll do it again on the 100th episode. What do oh, you say? I'm down. That's I'm sick. Yeah. Okay. Best of luck. Uh, I will, obviously, we'll see you guys at the shows. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. See you there. Yeah. yeah. All right. This has been No Sleep Till Subbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guests from Crownlands, Mr. Kev Como and Mr. Cody J.R. Bulls, and also Lee Beef Eckley on the kit. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Thanks for listening. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Subbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide.